You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Wigackers. Welcome back to my channel. It's uh, me. You know who I am. So I have a super guest on today that we're going to dive deep. Mostly on like the business end, which I'm pretty excited. And the, like, the visual end. And I'm, I'm very stoked. So let's just jump right into it. So I'm going to welcome to the show Von Lee from hey. Client hey, hey, hey. Clutch. How are you doing? Good, yes. good. Welcome to the How's show. Everything? I'm excited. I, uh, I've uh, watched several videos of yours. I've seen um, some of the, uh, well, your expertise, first off, with uh, different celeb wigs and stuff like that. So I've uh, enjoyed your content, your high energy. Your positive beam, if you oh, will. That's so industry. sweet. I mean, I, <laughs> that's very sweet of you. I mean, but this is not about me because obviously okay. they get enough about me on this okay. already. But this is about you. So I know you have a little bit of a, I mean, it's not really a weird way of getting into the industry, but like, how did you get into the hair industry of like the, the, the tech end, right? Tech end, the business side. Okay. Um, backstory. So pretty much, um, I own my own digital marketing agency and I was starting off, um, going out just like any entrepreneur. Um, even hairstylists can relate to this. When you first get your license, when you first start building a business, what do you got to do? You got to go out there and actually get clients. I know some of us have been fortunate to work under someone and the excess would get rolled off, but I guess 90% of the other industry doesn't have that luxury. So, um, I would go after uh, different fields that could afford my services. Um, and that's a very point. I want to make that clear. One thing that you should always seek is making sure, I, I know we do a lot of this craft for the love, but at the same time, we have you know people that may depend on us. We have family, we have our own aspirations. So seeking out different industries or different people that can, you know, that are qualified people for our services is very important. Um, so first off, I would go after dentists and doctors. I said, okay, I know my marketing skills from doing videography work in the past, um, as well as building websites, graphic design, and doing Facebook ads, that this is absolutely a field or industry that people are dying to get more clients in because, you know, clients are the bloodline for any industry. I don't care where you are. Um, so let me go after that. Um, that being said, my lovely wife, um, she's a hairstylist um, and she was working at a different salon at the time working under someone and she figured that she wanted to go out on her own 
and start building her own salon. And she had uh, one of her closest friends who did hair with her at the same salon. They teamed together and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to this. They may have joined with somebody, another hairstylist and decided to start their own style, uh, salon. Mm -hmm. So they ventured out on their own and the girls would actually come to me asking, you know, how do we get this going? Even though both my wife and her friend, shout out to my wife, Michaela Messier. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, Michaela McKay now. Sorry, my <laughs> she's gonna kill me. Um, <laughs> and Caitlin Grennan, um, who uh, already, they were, and uh, this is such a fortunate scenario and a blessing for them. They are anywhere between four to six months out booked. So they have, they're all set. So two things need to take place. They need to find a location that was, I said, you don't want to make your clients f travel further than 15 minutes than where they were going before. Mm -hmm. So you have to find someone, some spot in the area. And luckily they found an old salon space that unfortunately didn't make it um, and ended up opening their own salon. This was back in 2017. So this was pre-COVID. It wasn't the business just failed because quite honestly, I did some research on the old salon just to see if this was a good place to have a salon yeah. and it was just the quality of the location or not the location the actual salon and not the location so this was a good spot um so the girls moved in they had their own clientele and one of the things that they aspired to do is to make sure they had hairstylists come in um to work under them and we did some you know investigating finding people and there was tons of people that wanted to work with them and i saw while i was doing a lot of the campaigning and trying to build this salon a huge opportunity is the word I'm going to cho choose a uh, choose instead of saying um, gap or something I missed. Um, the opportunity was hairstylists. You guys are fantastic at your craft, but there's another side of how do you build clientele and then building the structure that it's sort of autopilot. Um, so I thought to myself, the beauty industry is. I don't want to say recession proof, but borderline recession proof. Um, <laughs> girls are going to get their hair done. Tough words yeah. to say right now. Tough words there, mister. I know. I, I know. I, hey, hey, I'm, this is pre-COVID. Yeah. Pre-2020. And long story short, I said, okay, I'm going to start building um, a business branch around the beauty industry. And that also entailed, you know, med spas, um, I looked at uh, nail salons or uh, nail spots, but that wasn't really a drive for me. But then hair salons was always at the top of my list. And then I would always get asked while I was helping out um, the stylist in the salon, some tips that would help them build clientele. And that also made me think, okay, how do I start giving guidance to hairstylists to build their actual uh, clientele successfully and as painless as possible? Mm -hmm. um, and you know this for certain. When you're a hairstylist, you're maybe taking pictures, you're trying to get content together, and we're talking about getting it for Instagram and Facebook. But by the time you get off of your heels or get off of standing all day or doing hair or being a therapist for your clients because you are pretty much a therapist and taking on their energy, the last thing you kind of want to do is the second job, which social media is, is posting and engaging and developing that relationship where they do the KLT effect is what we call it. They get to know you, like you, and trust you. And that's the process that you have to develop. It becomes daunting. 
And I know from personal experience, I built a business off of social media. It is a second job. It's a, it's a job, 24 seven job basically, to kind of constantly be out in front of people and engaging with people and building that audience and that following and respect from other people. So I sought out, how do I help hairstylists? And I actually made the simplest concept, um, which I think will help with time was how much time are you spending on Instagram when you get home? How much time can you allocate to actually engaging with people? Because, um, and not to go off too far, um, and I'm, I know I'm diving right into Instagram without a prerequisite, sorry, but I, I, no. I feel passionate about this. Um, Instagram, so let's just keep going into it. You, as a hairstylist, Instagram is probably one of your best sources, and each, social media platform is a tool sometimes in a house you'll need a hammer sometimes you'll need a screwdriver sometimes you need a saw each platform performs differently for instagram it's very visual so therefore hair is very good now the wow factor comes into that as well but let me digress into the time part for hairstylists when you get home if you can uh dedicate 15 minutes and i mean just 15 minutes i know it sounds weird and, but you just decide to block everything out. I'm gonna sit down at this table. You can sit down in front of a TV if you like, but you might get distracted. I know I do. So I, I sit in the kitchen or I sit in my office or I go in the garage where we are right now. But um, long story short, 15 minutes of just engaging with people around your area. That means I'm gonna go on Instagram. I'm gonna type in, say, I'm in Connecticut. I'm gonna type in uh, West Hartford. Uh, great high-end area where there's a lot of people who um, go out for fine dining and enjoy the experience and they kind of take pictures on this strip um, doing fashion trends. So I'm going to go type in West Hartford. I'm going to engage with every photo for 15 minutes that have used the hashtag for that lo location. So you can use this for any city you're in. New Jersey, you might know a spot that's very popping. Um, restaurants or anything like that, or even a place, a mall strip, whatever it may be, high-end uh, store, um, or even just use a city. Um, I'm going to engage with those people. I'm going to literally just comment on their stuff. Hey, I love your look. I love those, the, you know, the purse that you have, the clutch that you have. Oh, where's this location? Where'd you get that food from? Oh, that plate looks delicious. I want you to actually engage in the reason why you're doing this. Back in 2000 and say 15, you, can, you probably can notice this. The only thing you had to do was post pictures and people would like it because Instagram was giving um, spreadability for free. True. That has changed now. Uh, Instagram rewards people off of engagement. And the reason why is they need eyes on the platform and they didn't want spammers who would use little tricks and bots to kind of get in false engagement. They want actual eyes. The reason why they do that is because it's an auction site. And what I mean by that Instagram gets paid from ads. Instagram wants more eyes on their platform. And if they are not having engaging people on there, what ends up happening is they have bots and robots um, on there. They're not having people spend money into their platform because the results aren't there. So they changed a lot of things where you actually have to be on your phone and engaging with people and how this rewards you is not only are you reaching out to people which are potentially going to follow up with you and check out your work, you're actually going to get what I call the um, credit score for Instagram. 
Mm-hmm. Each account has a trust factor or credit score. Don't be fooled. And Instagram will kind of push your content based on if they can trust your content and who you are. And that's why you get on the Explorer page was because you're actually going to have to be engaging on your platform or on your actual Instagram in order for Instagram to trust you. So, um, oh, hold on one second. I'll pause it for a quick second. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna keep talking then. So guys, just this, yeah. I need so much information has just listened to the, my listeners out there. Like, this was like a huge bomb. So write it down. I know a lot of you are uh, creating your own wig businesses and you know, you're working especially online now that we are in the COVID world. So this and is I'm the back. prime like thing that you guys can be using like right now. Like you could be doing this literally probably listening to this podcast. You could <laughs> I am back. Awesome. <laughs> Do thank, it. thank you guys. Uh, just real, real world, real world. I had to answer the call from my wife if you understand happy wife happy life just give a comment or follow uh follow daniel on his instagram and show the love but um long story short to dive back into what i was saying is you have to use engagement as your tool now there's no the days of just posting and you getting followers is gone mm-hmm. a lot of people have seen like high top end hairstylists um i i manage several accounts on instagram so i've actually seen this they'll come to me and say, oh my God, my engagement or my following is dropping like crazy. What is happening? And Instagram did two things. They killed a lot of fake accounts, not saying it was the fault of the actual hairstylist, but bots were following you know, certain accounts and they got rid of those accounts because they felt that they were fraudulent and the numbers are inflated. And number two, people started to unfollow accounts that didn't feel like they were getting the energy back that they were giving. So. Mm-hmm. There's two parts to this. You have to make sure, one, there are softwares out there that'll get rid of fake followers. And number two, you actually have to engage and give the energy back. And that, and that goes back to my 15 minutes. You do 15 minutes of that of in your local area, you can actually build clientele off of that. Another piece to it, if you say, okay, I like this 15 minute idea. Let me go ahead and up it another step and go with 30 minutes. So 15 minutes of engaging with people in other cities. And let me do another 15 minutes of my people who follow me and actually reach out to them and comment on their post, just giving that energy. Right. Guess what happens to your uh, trust factor and your credit score on Instagram? Up, up. Goes up because now you're actually engaging with your actual audience. So now these are key pieces that I, you know, taught to different people that um, I've been consulting with to make sure that whoever they have managing their accounts, the more important piece isn't the number, it's more about the engagement and going out actually caring about the audience that you have. Imagine, okay, here's a crazy concept. If, uh, if, uh, if your people who follow you believed you 100% of the time, you would have no issues of getting clientele. That's just, put that in your head. Mm-hmm. The real reason why some people follow you or take a look at your content and look back at your stuff is to believe that they can trust you or if you're full of BS. I don't know if we can swear on this podcast, so I'll, yeah, I won't swear. Yeah. Okay, okay, no swear. <laughs> Hello. If you're full of BS. so and, and a lot of us even know people just follow us to see if we fail or say True. something. And not to put negative energy out there, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. I, I like the accountability factor. Sure. So you need to kind of take the approach of understanding that you have to engage with your audience so that they can start trusting you. 
Instagram will trust you, your clientele will trust you, your people that follow you will trust you and give value. Um, and I'm trying to give some tips to kind of help out the audience. And that and is compact how this got into the hair side of the industry. No, um, but okay, so then I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question sure. because you do have clients and you're very passionate, which I, you know, I'm a always passionate person. What I is the it. one, what is the most common question that you get from all your clients? Like, How do I get clients? Huh? It's, it's very simple. It's, it's very basic and, and this goes, and I know as we just harped on it, how do I build uh, clients? Because there's two sides. A lot of people want to say oh, no, to what, me, okay, what question do they ask you? What do they ask me? Yeah, what is their one question? Like, it just seems to be this running thing with hairstylist after hairstylist after hairstylist or whoever, you know, what is that one question that like, oh, I have to answer this question again, they're not getting it. Mm, I like that. So I'll <laughs> dive into it. I got two <laughs> things that I, I, I got two things that are running through my yep, mind, yep, but yep. I'll, I'll try to feed off. Do it off. I'll Do go it. back to the because the client thing is something like yes. hairstylists reach out to me and ask me, how do I keep clients or build clients? I'll dive into this other side as well. How do I create good content that is going to be engaging? There's one key thing. You have to entertain. And this is a key thing I want people to listen to and I hope you grab. There's a misconception that people go to social media, this is all platforms, to get information. <laughs> people go to social media to be entertained. I go on my phone to be entertained because I might be bored at a location or I want to get something inspirational. I want to laugh. I want to see something that wows me. Let's take for instance, and I'll, I'll even put it out there. Just go right into the hair world. How many times, if you put a uh, ombre balayage lived in hair <laughs> next to a vivid color, guess what's gonna get the attention? The vivid. The vivid. I had a client and I love her, she's awesome, um, that I was managing her account and she, was transitioning away from vivid colors. And she built this huge following with the vivids. So she wanted to focus more on uh, hair tied extensions, which were ombres, balayage, et cetera. And we were, I, when I first came on, I said, wow, you have all this great content that you have from before. Do you have any more of that that I can kind of post and use? She says, well, I'm trying to drift away from it. And I know for stylists, let's talk about, you know, one of the big considerations is where is the money coming from? And she said to herself, there was two things that were stressing her out is the vivid colors were cool, but there was a high stress scenario doing it because you didn't know what was happening. Every time you step in front of someone's hair, you don't know what they were doing with their hair before. They'll tell you anything to get in the chair. They tell you that they didn't just come from the pool, which was covered in chlorine, and then you end up messing their hair. So you'll, you don't know what's going into it when you're doing these vivid colors. Number two is even though they're cool, it's like a solar eclipse. You don't see common everyday people doing it. What you have is the mom who has a child that she has to take care of, working a nine to five, her boss will look at her some type of way, I hate to say this, will look at her some type of way if she comes in with a stripe of pink in her hair, yet alone her whole hair covered. So she needs lived in hair, and I need this to last six months. Yeah. That's what lived in hair does. I need this to last forever as long as I can. So I don't have to, when do you want to book your next appointment? What's six months from now? That's the first thing that they're thinking out of their mouth. So long story short, we're battling two things. How do we get in, uh, attention? What your key point is, even though she didn't do vivid hair, you need attention. If I don't know you exist, 
you'll never get me as a client. So we, I wanted to stress to her, use the lived in hair to get attention. And then once you have them in front of you, you are, she's a good person. Just talk to them, say, hey, I would love to do this. I do lived in hair as a special, but I also do uh, special with hand tied extensions, which, you know, you probably know, could put on a couple dollars, add yeah. it to that ombre. Um, long story short, you can kind of build off of just the attention and kind of take it where you want to. We never lived in a time where we could control everything from our marketing to what we want the platform, our, our whole business model to be than we did right do right now. So if I want to come up with different campaigns or different um, discounts, I can do that. That's mm-hmm. not a problem. I can create stuff like um, I know I'm rambling. I know you said this oh. loosely. But I'm rambling. No. Um, let's take for instance. I have another client that says to me she has uh, a new stylist come in we're kind of slow this type of year and this is 2020 let's talk current events um and their salon isn't shut down in their state so they're still open but they're seeing it's kind of slower than it was last year she says what can we do i said you can creative as hell you can literally say listen we understand everybody's going hard times right now and to kind of give back to people what we're going to do is offer 40 percent off your next hair appointment as long as you book the next appointment. Now, first off, I know a lot of people say 40% off. That's a huge chunk. What's better, no client or a 40% discount that you have some money in your pocket for the holidays, plus you're getting them booked for the next appointment and making sure you have some credit card um, service on file where you have their card on file if they no call, no show, just to get this discount. Guess what? You're still going to get charges for the service or a fee, so you better come see me. This is part of the whole, you know, I want to say the game, but reality is, huh? It's your business. You have to put factors into play. You know, you can't, I mean, okay, clients, you know, they, you know, you're supposed to help your clients and whatnot and, you know, they're paying, I'm staying, but we also have to have some things to protect ourselves. And I feel sometimes yes. a little too much, uh, oh, give them anything they want. Uh, I, in my in my realm, it's a little it's a little different, but um, <laughs> salon world, I totally understand. And we do need to start having, you know, either you know, paying in advance. Right now, would be a great thing to start asking your clients to do or doing packages so that you can actually keep. Them I got I got I I just thought of this the other day. I'm so glad you brought that up. Somebody said to me, "How do my I'm like somebody who's listening to this say California? God bless you. I don't know how you guys are gonna make it through it. I love you guys. This is some crazy scenario. Mm-hmm. I remember when they brought you back saying doing haircuts outside. I'm like, are oh. you? I be doing hair outside like no. seriously. Like, it just, it it wowed me. But anyway, how do I make money? Let's just call it dollars and cents. Yeah. Be creative. This is where you're you're an artist anyway. You guys perform, first off, hairstylists, you guys are, uh, I want to say, laboratory or scientists because the chemicals that you deal with are beyond, you know, beyond me. (laughs) And number two, you guys are artists. You guys can get creative. So if I said, okay, I can't open my doors, how do I get money? You could say, listen, we're actually going to be raising our prices next year. But because of 2020, I get it. Everybody missed out on a full year. So what I'm willing to do is I will keep my uh, prices now or grandfather anybody who calls me now to get a gift card, a.k.a. getting money in your pocket, using that money for the next year for you have a full year to use it whenever you want to. It's almost like a little gift card that's frozen in time. 
Let's yeah. go ahead and say, give you a discount. Hell, if you buy a certain amount, I'll give you like, say, what do we do? If you buy a $500 gift card, we'll give it to you for 450. If you buy a $200 gift card, we'll give it to you for 175, 150. Whatever you want to do, get creative. What you're doing is making sure I get it. We have families, we have bills, we have everything still coming down the pipeline. How do I get money in my pocket? Give up something so that you can make sure you can get through this. And as entrepreneurs, you have the freedom to do this, create a space. I know other salons, and if you're in a, um, if you are in a commission-based salon, you need to speak to the staff. You have to, you have to, you're hopefully, your salon owner is open to suggestions, or if you're a salon owner, you're listening to this, help out the team. So the best thing you do is say, how do we get gift cards in? How do we get people to pre-purchase now so that we can have some money coming in? We understand it's gonna come back later where they gotta use the gift card and we already spent the money, but long story short, you get up using the opportunity to upsell later. And that drives me to another point. You know this, I'm pretty sure, Dan. A lot of people have a misconception or hairstylists have a misconception or anybody in any industry has a misconception that when I say the salesperson, what do you think of? You think of a car dealership, think of the guy at the Best Buy, um, you think of you think of so many different things. Now, if I said, what, how many of you, if I asked you, say, if I asked you, what do you think of when you say salesperson, what do you think of? Do you say hairstylist? Some of you may, like maybe a small percentage, maybe 10%. I mean, I can you go- are a hair, You are a salesperson. <laughs> you are a sales person and what i mean by that salesperson is not a scammy person you are in a, a position where you have to sell your craft yourself trust as well as products that you have that can help people maintain yes act like you have to do what is necessary so long story short you have to put yourself in a position to actually make the sale is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, and I, I challenged a couple of my clients. Uh, we had like a group call and I said one simple flat out thing. How many people have, how many times did you ask someone to buy today? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, people were asking, okay, I have no money. Well, how many people have you asked to buy something from you? Right. How many, you've come up with creative packages that would, you know, interest me. Like if you said to me, I'm a guy who loves his wife. And if you like say a med spa, um, shout out to, you know, Blush Med Spa, I love them. Um, we run a gift card saying, I'm going to give you a $500 gift card and you it only costs you 400 bucks, put in the stockings for Christmas. My wife will love me <laughs> so much for just that small thing. Now to take it for a uh, hair, $300 service, We'll do it for 225. I know it sounds like a lot, but there's it's better than having nothing right now. I know we're all in the, we've never been in a territory where we're completely shut down by its state, um, pretty much the country, I would say. Um, therefore, we have to do things that we may be a little bit uncomfortable with, but to survive, what's the alternative? Right. Like you don't want to have an opportunity to bring in revenue. You're gonna I, 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 I've, I've you gotta do what you gotta do. Right. Some hey, take it. Some people might be drifting onto La La Land during this podcast saying, No, I'm not I'm not ever doing that. But guess what? 
that hungry hairstylist that just started, even though you're well-established, but that hungry hairstylist that got nothing to lose, Not they that. hear this small idea and they get creative, they may mess around and steal a couple of your clients. <laughs> Not to say it's a competition. So, most it likely they will. I mean, I mean, this is a very much a cutthroat industry. I mean, from any, oh my God. any which I'm from, you know, the, the world I'm in to, you know, salons. And it's just so yep. much about trying to, A, do it your way, first and foremost. I want to make sure everyone has that, like, these are ideas and I want you to put your twist on them. Like, I rant about the things that worked for me. You know, you're ranting on things that work for you. But you can take these ideas and make them your own. We are our own businesses. Oh, I love that. I love I no, love that you said uh, that. I just just plant the ideas. Like, if you have, I'd like... That's it. If you, you will, you. If, that's all you need to do. And I, I, I encourage, I don't know if you have one already, but like a mastermind group. I, I'm, I'm part of a couple mastermind groups. You get a chance to be around like-minded people and what you end up doing is coming up with ideas. You may not like my idea. You may hate my idea, but guess what? You can make it your own. Right. Spin it off. But it could, Do something it, with it. It could spark something in you that you never knew you even had, you know? And that's really what- I, You're absolutely right. I enjoy it. Anyway. You're absolutely right. Uh, All right, sorry. I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent. No. I, just, I get passionate about this because I, one of my biggest passions is the startup. Like the, it's like a plane, dude. You got You have to have so much energy to get this damn thing off the ground. I'm sorry, this darn thing off no, the no. ground. But once you get above the clouds, it does feel a little bit like you're coasting a little bit. Don't get it twisted. You still got to put in the work because fuel needs to go into that plane. But you have to do so much work. And I just love the passion that comes in because it's a creative space. You have free reign to come up with crazy ideas, like. I hear a lot of stylists will go to different hair shows or different speaking engagements. And what they're hearing from different, you know, I'm not throwing shade in any way, but when they hear from other stylists or um, people in the industry that have been around for a while, they're talking about their experience. 100%. We're, now is a time where you are the one that has to come up with ideas for yourself. It's great to hear their ideas of what worked, but guess what? Like you're seeing an evolving time as we speak. Those <laughs> things may not work. It's a good idea to have maybe the bones, the structure of saying, okay, if they said to you, make sure you have. Um, to be honest, certain... let's just look at a service. Like I know, I, I mean, I push this one so much. Like just the roller set, you know, in the hair industry has changed so much. You Drastically. Know I mean? Like dr like hardcore, and people don't understand that. That, that change and that movement. And that's what I feel, you know, the industry as a whole, we have to start thinking outside of the box and start really diving deep and what actually, A, is gonna motivate us to go motivate them. Absolutely, and I would even challenge you even deeper. Instead of thinking outside the box, think, think like there is no box. Like if you just take that notion, you're absolutely right. You just take the notion away that says, I'm not limited by what was before. In fact, I guarantee it. The people are, you know, the people that you look up to, the stylists that have been around for years, the successful salons, the selects, uh, successful brands, they would kill to have access to what we have back in their day. Imagine oh. if they had a platform where you can get on YouTube, I can have my own television show, and I can go ahead and showcase my skills constantly in front of people and have all, all eyes on me and be able to actually be successful um, at it and you know build a brand off of that. They would kill for the opportunity. I guarantee you they would have less stress or had to do, do less work 
That doesn't mean they should do less work, but right. we have a lot of tools. So, okay, that so, so a lot of my clients, don't have. I am gonna cut you off for this one, because some of my clients are now 20, 30, 40 years in the business, and yep. they are almost a little tired of it. And I know they come to me looking for like wigs could be a new changing thing, which I personally think it can help change and put another uh, stream of revenue, especially if your salon is shut down. To be honest, you can make yep. a wig. You don't need your client there. So what would you tell them, these, these older, because they are, they're older and I love all of you if you're listening. I'm not calling out your age or anything like that. You got a lot of experience. You know how to do some formulas, <laughs> but like, you know, your cell phone still flips. But what can we do to like tell them and inspire <laughs> them to like, you know, and it's also the, the lack I feel too. I mean, I'm just gonna put that little, everyone feels like, oh, there's not, enough. there's not enough for everyone. There are so many heads in this dang world. Everyone needs something special and you can offer that specialty. But, um, but what would you tell them? What would you tell these, these older, you know, the, 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 the yeah. soon lovers? Now, are we telling them our, so to, just to ask the question clear so I can hear yeah. it clear, are you asking them what would I tell them to, to about buying, using wigs as a tool or having them in their oh, salon yeah. or what no, exactly? No, no. Oh yeah, at? no, 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 wigs, wig, I mean, I get, I, I, I can get yeah. wigs, but like, what would you help to inspire them to, to rekindle their love for hair? You know, like that's, that's been the hardest, well, I don't know, the thing that I've been getting a lot, personally, the, that one question. I've been doing this for 30 years. I've been doing this for 45 years. I've been trying to teach wigs for 12 years and I still can't find anything. They still think it's a shake and go wig. So like, like that whole world, that whole generation, <laughs> you know, it's an older generation where they're, they still like so, their, you know, every Wednesday, this woman's coming in for her roller set. Now this woman is dead. You know, you have got to do it one last They time. want their usuals. They like their usual clientele. Yeah. So what, and this is, this is awesome. It speaks to, you know, it's a great question. It's, it speaks to something that I value. And I think everybody should kind of take into consideration. When you talk about people who have been doing it for 35 plus years, you want to ask them a question of what skills or what new trends have you done that are new, that are exciting, that you may be curious about. And it's one of the things that I've I've come across with, to speak to my own experience, um, a couple of clients, that they have their usual, you know, root touch-ups. They have their normal, you know, regulars that come in and they're kind of getting daunting. Well, you're not trying anything new. What have you taught yourself? Or what have you experienced that you, you know, love to do that you want to try at least a couple of times? And it's never wrong for someone who even has a huge clientele list to do work for free. And what I mean by that is you're going to find a model. You're going to find somebody that you want to do it on, that you want to kind of try something new. So I'm going to make up a name. Let's call her Becky. Becky. Uh, Becky's a stylist. Um, Becky is stuck in a rut with old trends and old hair and she's getting bored and she's been doing it for years and she's tired of the same thing over and over again but she sees that she likes to try let's stick on the topic vivid hair hmm. she finds somebody that's interested in somebody young she can have yeah, i know this is crazy have you you know one of your friends uh, one of your 
nieces or daughters, friends, or even your daughter or someone in your family that was interested in doing it, come into the salon, let's do it after hours, let's try it out, let's see what happens. You own the space or you rent the chair or you can ask this, you know, the salon owner, hey, I'm just gonna try something new that can add something great to our salon if I'm successful at it. I don't know many owners that will turn that down. Oh, you can add success to this? Absolutely, Spend, yeah. lock up when you're done. That's all I ask, <laughs> clean up after yourself. Um, you try something, yeah, no, seriously. You try something and see if it sparks a passion. What happens is the destination is uh, the destination never, you know, the triumphant moment. Like you don't feel good. It's actually the journey. And I, I've learned that as I got older and, uh, and it sounds cheesy, it sounds corny. <laughs> the struggle, I can't tell you enough, is the joy that you're gonna find in a lot of this. And trying something new may spark something. And reinventing yourself is not necessarily a bad thing. You can still keep your old clientele. But you can add something new. What if you decided to do, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, if you're doing root touch-ups or foil eyes, you should be okay to doing. Um, wigs, I, I think you're absolutely right. You may have hit the nail on the head. That might be a great alternative during this time. You know, cross promo, um, <laughs> a great time to actually have something in your actual arsenal that brings you money. And then, of I course, you, you're kind I'm of, okay. To, I'm, I'm just, I have, like, yes, I am pushing my own freaking thing, but, like, it, wigs, I don't need the client. Like, not, I don't need their head. You, just, you don't. I, legit, I can, you want you this, okay, sending it, bye, see you later. Don't even need to talk That's to exactly them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't even, you can, I, okay, I so. have heads of all of my friends. Like, you know, all of my clients, I have their head. I don't even need them, you know, so. I so just feel personally like that this is the new wave of the future, especially when most stylists are getting photos of wigs anyway that they need to create. You know, they're like, oh, I it love this hairstyle I, on, on Carly Jenner or Kylie Jenner. And then, uh, yeah, it's a wig, girl. It's a wig. <laughs> um, your hair can't get that white. No, quick. Oh my God. <laughs> it's already, you're oh, already. Oh, Instagram is the devil. <laughs> Le Jet. Instagram will fool a lot of people. I, I, you're absolutely right, because I'm sitting here as it's, I, and you're teaching me as I'm talking to you. I'm just sitting there, my, my cogs are working. What if you're a stylist that does wigs? You can actually expand your clientele, not just to your area, you can actually have Anywhere. clientels across the United oh. States, anywhere. Exactly. And what would, I, exactly. And then the other piece is your, your consultations can be this. Like you could literally sit there on the video chats. We've all got a custom to um, FaceTime, Skype, uh, Google Groups, anything like that to say, okay, let's do a consultation. You can stay in your home while you're safe or if you're lazy and you still have your slippers on. We can kind of just build this whole business where you can just have a talk with them and just tell them, you don't have to, oh, here's the kicker. You don't have to worry about if the hair has chlorine, I'm assuming, right? You don't have to worry about what the can say. They're putting a wig on. Okay, they're going to something, an event that's coming up and they haven't been able to be in the salon because in California it's shut down and they're nervous about something where they do get to wear masks in this venue, yep. but they don't have a chance to go get their hair done. Boop. So, and you can solve their problem. I mean, I, I, I even say just rent it to them for the day. That's just a rental business. That is passive income. Oh, I see. <laughs> Let's see. You, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Listen, you can rent the wig for a day and still Boop. have it's almost like 
I don't want to say like blockbuster, but <laughs> no, I don't know I tell you, but myself. that's I mean, but, this is something that I've been doing in the entertainment industry for years. Like Redbox, just two two weeks ago, like uh, she don't want to wear her hair in the in the in the in the wild. I'm like, okay, so we had her create a hair that looked just like her. Yeah. So like, it's totally doable, and I just you know, you're probably talking to the stylist, like you know, stylists, like you're. Yeah. Like, I know you you married one, God bless you. Um, but like, you know, like also the, the oh, what is it? The after work hairstyles yes. go through. Do you know what I mean? Like that come down, that, that like, oh. That after, me. when I get home, so I created that little package of a 15 minute hustle. Um, actually, I, I should create a PDF. I, I've, been, really? I've been slacking on that. Like you know, at home, like my wife gets home and my job, and I hopefully this gives me brownie points. My job is to shut the bleep up and listen to what her day was like. Okay. I, I have a natural tendency, which you may have seen on this podcast is to kind of be a problem solver. I learned by listening that I just need to listen. She doesn't need a problem solver. She just needs someone to say, you know what? This is what happened today, and I need to talk to somebody about it. And that's it. And I get that. So long story short, you guys have the position. You can be in a position to kind of create your own dynasty, industry, your own business. What happens if you create your own side business? Like by FYI, what FYI, I can help you with that. So long, you can put together a service that, you know, okay, I rent out wigs, I make wigs, I have the opportunity to work with different clients around the world. Hell, what, ha what happens if you can subsidize your income to a point where you travel to go meet with a client somewhere and you can kind of see another part of the actual uh, United States, another part of the world. There's so many, there's so many, I'm not gonna go on tangents, but there's so many ways that you can do this. I can't stress this enough, people, if you don't get, if you get one thing from this, you can create anything you want within these current times. You just have to be creative. You are well, an artist. So look at it as this is the only time in my generation, my life, that the universe has said, uh, eh, you can't do nothing. You can't you can't leave your apartment, dude. Yep. Like I don't know another time, especially now that we're going into like the phase two yep. and things are shutting down again. The only time that we have literally been told you can't do nothing. Like the entertainment industry shut down broadway is not coming back for a whole nother year so like yeah. like it's and stylists are left right i love movies work. i'm very depressed about that uh, you i miss them too <laughs> i know you are i know <laughs> you are <laughs> i'm sorry um and remember i mean i haven't spoken on the podcast yet but like don't forget all the top tier people in my industry are out of work so when jobs are yeah. opening up those Cream of the crop people are getting those jobs. Bless them, you know, you know, bless them. I may not be at the yeah. top, you know, so if they're busy, then, you know, my name gets put in the mix. But oh, you can right get now, there, though. Oh, you no, of course. You'll oh, get no, there. No, I'm going to get my Emmy <laughs> and my Oscar. Don't worry. Don't there you go. Worry. Don't you worry. But like, but still, right now that everyone is free, this is an amazing time to work inward, I've been saying, and like really figure out what actually makes us tick. You know, and you bring that passion yeah. into what you do. And I feel like that's what you, you I mean, that's what I wanted to do. Oh my God. This. Like, this is the time to work inside and like really figuring out like, just look at your last, well, not the last year, but look from March last year to like 
the January before, like what as in your in your industry that you hated or what do you need to change to make your life eat better, work smarter, not harder? I love that you said that. You know, like I, so this is a, this is a, this is a great exercise. It's a great exercise. I, I like you that you said that because a great exercise that I actually use myself. This is what I do. If I get hired by a client and it's in an industry that, you know, any industry, um, I make a giant T. I take a blank piece of paper. We know what this is, the giant T, right? Oversized yep. T. On one side, I put problems that are in my industry that clients have. And then the other side, I put the top, like, solutions to those problems. And what you're doing is creating, one, a content that you can put on social media that you can answer those type of questions because that can kind of create curiosity around you. But what you're actually doing is say, okay, how do I solve the problems that my clients are having right now? They can't come to my salon. They can't get access to me. They're having a hard time maintaining their hair. Uh, my, I, my clientele list is going down. I don't have money coming. Like these are different things that you can kind of even do for yourself as well as for your clients. And like you said, you can become a problem solver and people, that's the key to sales, you know, anything. If you, people pay you to solve a problem. And Hello. if you're looking for a way to kind of, you know, how do I build my business? It's write down the problems and then write down the solutions. A lot of people don't do that. They just kind of just wing it. You know, that's I, I good luck with it. That. <laughs> you know, I know some people who have like a little bit of saved up and all these salons have been closing and they've been just buying them up, you know, and they're oh, just yeah. franchises. I'm like, great, yeah. awesome. But do you have some, 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 uh, uh, techniques in place to like roll out these systems. So that's been just something that I talk to, to like people on my end, but like, okay, yeah. another question. Sure. Um, what would you tell uh, a new stylist? What were three things you wished that they knew like when they first started? I'm gonna give Dan credit for this, even though I knew this, but he, he preaches it. I mean, hair like a boss. Sorry. Yeah. Um, if you're not following him, go follow him. Um, Co-creator of Blonde Solutions. Um, uh, do not be afraid to do free hair. And what I mean by that, and I stress this enough, he put the idea in my head because I already thought about that, but he even implemented, he gave us like steps to kind of use. Take yourself to Starbucks, you know, of course, now Starbucks is closed, but back, you know, I'm talking about back before. He would go to Starbucks and he would sit there with his coffee and he would see people walking in and out and he would look for hair or women that had hair that have two things. One, and I, this is not, it's not trying not to be sexist in any way. He would try to find someone who's very attractive and had good hair. And the point of that is because he wanted models on his Instagram to kind of create his following. And he wants them for social media so he can create for Facebook. Let's put it out there. Um, that's another platform that's, I want to say for the older demographic, Instagram's a little bit younger. And then Snapchat is my daughter, who's nine and 15 between there. Um, so, and by the way, I don't love my daughter on Snapchat. I got to keep an eye on that. Let's <laughs> get on there. Uh, no, it's not, yeah, that's three months old. TikTok. I apologize. On Snapchat yet, three years old, three months old. Yeah, it's not Snapchat. She uses Snapchat filters, but TikTok is what I meant to say. TikTok. Um, but pretty much he was trying to find models that he could create content and showcase your work. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the biggest fears, and I actually helped another uh, client of mine kind of get over the hump because they have a new stylist. 
There is no reason to avoid the actual obvious that clients fear when you're a new stylist. They are afraid that you are going to mess up their hair. So what you need to do is address that scare. Like, don't avoid that. Like, there's no dancing around it. Oh, I'm so good. I came out of you know school. I did all this. People want to see the work. Okay. Proof's in the pudding. Change from trying to tell people and show people. That's simple as that. So yeah. you get free, like three people. All you need is three people. Yes, you have to put some of your money into things. Yes, you have to use, you know, buy product and your time and everything. But that being said, it pays back dividends later. You can do it for free now. And if you are skilled, people will see your work and you can use that. Now, here comes the sales side. You have to take that content and put it in front of people. Yeah. If I don't know you exist, then I'll, I'll never show up in your chair. Not it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work if it's just in your no iPhone, you know, like. No, it, it, exactly. If it's just sitting on your phone, well, you have a great library of content that nobody will ever see. Nope. Yeah, just keep scrolling. So don't be afraid to go out there and find models to do hair on and showcase your skills. Number two, video, video, video. Talk to the people. Like I, I, I had, in the industry of hair, and I understand people are nervous, because it's a little uncomfortable for people to get in front of the actual camera. They may freeze up, but it takes practice. Like I had to do it myself. I had to take, it took practice. I'm pretty sure for you, you have that great energy, but it was probably the first beginning like, oh my God, I look like a, a fool. Like, look, look at this video. Yeah. I put a blue backdrop. Every day you're working looking. on your craft. That's great. But you want to create content and you want to address issues. And one of the things that I, Even I do what I call load their lips. I sent them a video of exactly how I would say it and they would take bits and pieces and use it for themselves. So say, I'll, 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 you know, for people who are watching, you can't see us, but are listening, you can't see us. But if I was a stylist, I would kind of load, you know, say it like this. Hey, hello, my name is Vaughn. I'm a brand new stylist. And this is, I wanted to make this video real quick to kind of address one major issue that I know every person has, even when I said the word, I'm a new stylist. And that issue is whether or not I'm gonna mess up your hair. And I'm gonna walk you through how I crafted my skills and show you some of my work to kind of ease some of that concern. Follow me. So all you're doing is creating an intro and you're creating a TV show. Now you have the first intro. Now you have your model come in. Now you're gonna have, pay somebody 20 bucks to hang out with you or buy them lunch to sit with you while you're doing the hair, record you on your iPhone. These phones create great video. You don't have to worry about hiring a high-end crew and you just create a video off of that showing you going through the actual process of doing your hair and then showing the before and after picture of how you did and then talk to them after and explain the situation of what the client was going through. So you say, oh, the client that I had today was just recently coming from another stylist, had to move to a new location and she wanted a new stylist. And she did hear about me and was kind of cautious at first about me being a new stylist. But I kind of eased some of that pain by saying, listen, if I don't get it right, I have a great team behind me that is going to help us get it right. If you work in a you know commission-based area um, or if you're in a salon suite, you say, listen, I will make sure that your hair's right or I give you your money back guarantee. Or if it's free, it's free. So therefore, they should, it is what it is. So <laughs> yeah, it's free hair. So what you want. All you're doing is you have to show people. The days of talking about it, it kind of uh, faded away. You actually have to show the process. If you document, use that word, 
keep that in the back of your mind. I need to document everything, document everything. It might be uncomfortable. You might even think, okay, I get annoyed by people who constantly put videos out. Do you want to ease the mind of other people? Do you want clients? Do you want people coming in or not? There's some things that you kind of have to push past in order to be successful. So these are one of the things, creating content and documenting your actual experiences will help people say, okay, let me give them a shot. I'm feeling attacked here, by the way, everyone, just to let you listen. Oh, don't feel attacked. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I need to start, start documenting more of my life. Thank you. All right, Did, I got it. Listen, <laughs> I will say, I want, I've taken a look at a lot of your content in your video. <laughs> no, no, no. And the key thing that you're doing great is you're, you're starting. You're doing great. The content is good. You keep doing this. Keep going. Documenting your stuff is something that I would like to see because I go to your um, your actual website. I see you, and I please forgive me. I forgot her name. Um, the picture from um, Orange Is the New Black. What was this? The, the actress, um, Laverne Cox. I need to see some more of that. <laughs> that's the that's the juice. I had a client, and God bless her, she was in the hair world or in the movie industry doing on a lot of great films, working with Gabrielle Union. And she was nervous to put, she had tons of content and would lock me up and say, oh, I can't put that out. Oh no, I can't put that out. I'm so. I want the brand to stand on its oh, own. True. What do you mean you want the brand to stand on its own? You are the oh, brand. No, not, oh no, oh no, I don't care about be, that. I don't care about that. I just have I know you don't, I'm saying. Agreements. I don't want to get sued. I. Okay, that, that's my. There you go. You don't want to get sued. Me. So there are different. I'm. You could probably yeah. speak to this right now and say, yeah, okay, yeah. what could I do to get some more clearance so that I can post some more content that you know won't legally. There's no legal action that will come right. back to me. It, in in my. I mean, this is. I mean, I've had social media people uh, around the, all over. You know, love to give. Right. You know, and I and I, I always come up with that one thing is a the movie's not out. So like this past movie that just came out on Netflix, I filmed two years ago. I've been sitting on this content for two years. Right. You know, that I couldn't do shit with. You know, <laughs> Netflix would come sue me. Like right. that's not even a, not even a, like, you know. Not but gonna then, happen. Like, so it's just like finding that content that is um, everlasting. <laughs> evergreen, that's evergreen work, yes. It. There you go, see? Mm. No, 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 you're good. But hey, Dan, Dan, this, let me speak to that part right there. Not yeah. to cut you off or anything like that. Just the fact that you said, hey, you know, just to kind of give you guys perspective, I've worked with so many different stars and just to kind of give you a behind the scenes understanding of the, mu the movie industry, I'll create content that I'll have for sitting around for maybe two, three, four, and may never be able to use. And you I can kind of like speak to that. Like also, you might never use. I mean, my biggest thing next is most people don't know my wigs are wigs, and I can't out these people. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, people oh, don't know my wigs are wigs. <laughs> How about that? Oh, you're so, so. Oh, but that was. I can't tell you, but yes, you know, like okay. so. I have that. Then that's my business. My business model, because you know, I'm trying to like my biggest roadblock has been, oh, your shit's so good, no one, I can't believe that's a wig. Yeah, but I made it! You know what I mean? Like, I know. So that's what it's I, hard. I, I, 
the the so, best thing that you can do is well, I'm not trying to get you sued in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Um, what I would do, <laughs> what I would do is literally hop on. I'd have like weekly updates or um, updates on, like a, almost a section that says you know behind like on YouTube you have different playlists that you can have. Put a playlist that talks about you know my uh, thoughts on the and uh, uh, movie industry. And you can kind of just go into like a little bit of saying, you know, a lot of people ask me about what I do in the movie industry and some of the credits that I have. And trust me, I would love to share that with you. But there are some legal things that I can't do. And what you end up going into is explaining to people is like your story of how you got to where you are, your story of the challenges that you're facing where some of the work and not to tune my own horn, I'm pretending I'm you, <laughs> Not to tune my own horn, but some people don't even know that my work, uh, the hair that I've done are wigs. So that that speaks to you. And you can kind of even express, you know, I love that people see it and don't think it's a wig. And I think I, I'm grateful for that. But the other side, it can be frustrating because I can't out anybody. So <laughs> you can say exactly that. And you can have these conversations and you can almost, here's what I would suggest to do. Do you know other uh, stylists in the industry, the hair industry, people that you work with in the trailer? Yeah. Get them on your show. <laughs> Talk to them. You guys can have a playful banter. You could do once a month, you and, you know, real real uh, movie world talk. And you and them can go back and forth about the struggles that you have. Be careful. Don't let anything out and slip because I know how you'll get loose and then something might slip out. But I would say... For my, my podcasts and videos, ooh, that ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is me, but I would hate myself. I'd like to like record oh. it and then it's up. Um, that's how, yes. that's how I kind of go. But like, no, I get it. I completely get it. And I've been, I've been, I come, once again, I'm the old ninny right now. I'm literally the old ninny that comes to me and says, I've been doing it for so long. I'm with these older generations that like have thousands of photos of like, you know, we call them continuity shots. So front yeah. side, back side, which right. it's more for production. It's not for us. Yes, it is. So, so that from so, scene to scene, they make sure that their hair looks right. Right. You Each know, scene, yeah. so those are things that truthfully, we really should not be posting. But now that social media is such a huge thing and these smaller companies are building shows, they kind of want the exposure. So now it's more like, oh, we have to talk to their social media person, like NBC, for example. I had so many hoops to jump through, like so many hoops. And I, I, I'm still a hairdresser. So the all I could yeah. do was take a photo at my station with no one in it. All I was allowed to do, NBC. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's not fun and exciting, Thank you. but I still did it. So until it airs, you know. And thank God it aired. Sure. No, no, you do it. You do it every time. I know. There you go. Exactly. So I would take, I, 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 if I was ever in your situation, I would be doing tours of the actual facility within there. Oh, and then I have tons. Every set I've ever worked on. And they, they don't let you, right so now, legally. They are garbage. Right now, they are in a landfill somewhere. Like these sets that have been made <laughs> are in landfills. And I have videos of me strutting my little oh. ass around, being like, oh, look how cute. Oh my God, I'm on set. Look at the green screen. Like literally, you know? And like, they're like, no. They can't do anything. So there is, you, 
My, Hands my, are tied. Uh, my memoirs is quite juicy, but they all have to die first in order for me to put out the dang book. So hopefully I last forever. And that's, <laughs> I, I start better drinking my juice or something, but you know, but yeah, oh my gosh. Hey, <laughs> listen, I would. This totally turned into it, a I would, podcast, guys. Just let you I know, turn into, it's okay. I like it. <laughs> this is it's, a completely uh, It's real. Podcast. People want, people want real talk. They don't, they, you know, as much as, you know, they want some information here and there. They also want to make sure the people that they're engaging or listening to are real people. And you're, um, you're dropping great knowledge. Like a lot I can of, tell but, certain people to suck it in because they look fat on camera. I can tell anybody anything. So, oh, dang. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Oh, we're, oh, we need, hair needs to step in. Suck it in, babe. Suck it. Not a good Oh, you know, that's good. That's the relationship. See, that's what I'm talking about. You have a relationship Legit. with your actual, uh, the actors and actresses that you could say, hey, listen, listen, I'm looking. the next team, I need you to <clears throat> suck it up. Hold it in. Tighten it I, up, okay? Stand up straight. Arch I know you lost 15 pounds for this, but we need you to lose 30 right now. Suck it in. Suck uh, it in. <laughs> you know? And like and these are so okay. Those are stories that I want to hear. That's funny. I want to hear. Like I want to be entertained when I'm. I'm serious. Those are great. That's great conversation. That's like mean, talking this, about. Listen, this is all in my in my uh, uh, when I talk. I love talking with students. I love it so much. Like you like education. Oh yeah. my god, because it's so fun. I know what it's like being in that chair and hating it. Like oh, school book <laughs> never. So I come in, I would come in with like wigs, like Laverne Cox's wigs, Patty LaBelle's wigs, you know, I would just come in with all these different wigs for them to like try and play and touch and go over things, you know. And I would just tell them all these stupid things as a hairdresser that I do. And it's just, I just say, just so someone can get inspired so they can get through those last 1200 hours or those last 600 yeah. hours, you know, where you're there doing those roller sets. I'm like, boo boo, Broadway, 12 years, I made a six figure income on a roller set. Roller set. What? Who, who uses a roller set? Hello. Hi. I hate a roller set in school. You know, and I tell them this and like their, their faces drop, but it's a whole different world. There's more things to do from behind the chair. Like my, my chair, yeah. I threw out my hydraulic chair in my studio. I have this little crotch rocket that's hurting my ass, but like I need to do that because that's where we're at now. You know, times are changing. That's the, uh, that, I, is that the saddle chair? Is it oh, the saddle oh, chair you got? It's so, it's, <laughs> this is the second one I've bought. This is not it. I'm about to switch it around. That's not but, the one? Okay. Oh. Hey, there's there's a there's a potential market for that. You can find oh. something, a, a more comfortable saddle I've chair. I have a standing desk now just because I'm so tall and hunched over like a hunchback. Like I'm trying to have- Oh yeah, that's right. I got to look at that. Do you like that? Uh, not to go off in tangents. Do you like the, just yes I, or no? I, do you like the standing desk? No, I do. I really do. I gotta get one. I gotta get one. I gotta I, get one because the sitting stuff I gotta get out. It's the. It's I the, agree. It's really good, actually. You hook it up to any any <laughs> like legit. Uh, I can put it together. I love it. <laughs> um, but, okay, <laughs> to wrap this up, what what would be yep. one thing this upcoming year if stylists could do now that could help this this new generation of literally everything is going online what would be like one thing one practice i know you said sit down for 15 minutes but that should be an everyday thing that should be something they technically that's an everyday do. thing they should be doing that already technically yeah um, but like what would be like one like whoa i would almost say getting into video is going to be the mm -hmm. standard mm -hmm. and 
and, and figuring out like the actual documentation of your journey. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is documenting the ups as well as the downs. And I know when I say the downs, a lot of people don't want to share their vulnerabilities, but being vulnerable to people makes us human and makes me like you. Let's just put it that way. When I feel your vulnerability and I feel that you're um, genuine, I'm going to connect with you. And I'm going to, regardless, let's just paint it this way. And I, I hate to say this to Game of Thrones, but God bless it. Um, if anybody watches Game of Thrones, we were so invested in so many seasons. We watched them all, they were all great. And then the last two seasons were garbage, but we watched anyway, because we needed to see how it ended, right? <laughs> That's what happens when people start to root for you, regardless of what happens. Hmm. People will see your vulnerabilities, they'll see you going through struggles that to the point where I'm rooting for you. I'll watch your content where say, you sit down and you know, today I have a stylist or a client that came in today and we had an experience in the past where things were rocky, but today we were able to turn it around and then have that actual client, if they're comfortable enough, be part of the video and say, yes, I love my new hair. Bring in the client that you failed at as a challenge. Would it, would that scare, would that, how would that scare you? And even your, pre, your, your, uh, your tagline or introduction would be, could be today I'm bringing in a stylist that gave me a terrible review on Yelp or on Google or on Facebook and I want to make it right. right do you think I'll be able to do it? Just start off with that. That'd be fine. So if it doesn't work out, great. And say, I'm gonna do it for free because I feel like they didn't, they weren't happy with it. Mm-hmm. So getting comfortable with documenting your journey is going to be essential because not only that you're going to get more people rooting for you you're going to build more clientele you're going to bring uh, brand awareness which is a whole nother conversation um building your brand you are a brand just, just put it out there dan you have a brand um i have a brand um hairstylist if you're doing hair you have a brand that may be like your environment might be a holistic uh ecocentric uh not you know no toxic, no, you know, chemicals in type of vibe, that's your brand. Or maybe you're into, you know, vivid hair and you just, you know, want to make sure that you're getting the high end quality, you know, products only, regardless of, you know, I hate to say what, you know, what's in it, that's part of your brand. So building your brand is important and And part of that journey and knowing, (laughs) it took me forever and a day. I mean, still to this day, I question a lot of my, my brand. Shit. No, it's it's so it's it's no. it's all it's 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 constantly growing. Don't think of it being like you're going back on it. You're constantly growing. Like, at, not to go. I know we're closing, but not to go off on tangent. <laughs> to speak to myself, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do with myself until I hit thirty. Right. And it's it's one of those things. Like I I had conversation with some of my friends. They were getting married at twenty, at for eighteen, twenty five. A lot of people don't even know who they are as a person until they hit 30. So it's, it's one of those things where, it, I, I hate to say it, some of my friends are struggling in their own relationships, in their own business, what they want to do with themselves. So figuring out you know, what you want as a brand takes a little bit, but start with the core values. My integrity is important. My reputation is important. I'm a good person. I like good people around me. Just make pillars and build the house around that. That's the start. 
Right. And then of course, if you're documenting that and you're saying even the words that I'm saying right now, like if I were to make a video talking about my brand, which I should start documenting, it's on my to-do <laughs> list. I have my, I have my uh, whiteboard over here. Um, I have to start documenting, talking about, listen, last month sucked. Like I, like in December, Christmas around the corner, I'll talk to real pain points. I have Christmas lists to buy and I have clients that can't even pay me because they are shut down or clients aren't coming in or my services are rendered useless because I advertise to get butts and seats or clients in the door and their doors are currently closed. Mm -hmm. So my existence doesn't matter. The only thing I can pitch is let's update your website or certain things. So there's certain reasons, there's certain ways to approach it. You need to start documenting your experience. Don't be shy because then people will start rooting for you. Imagine if you were the only person in your area that was documenting your whole scenario and you dominated that space. That's an actual gap. If you were like, say, in New Jersey, um, what's the city, a, a good town in New Jersey? We could just hit New York City. New York City. New York City is going to be competitive. I'm going to tell you right now because a lot of people are doing film out there. But if you were dominating that area where you're documenting exactly your experience of trying to come up from an actual no-name hairstylist to building clientele to people having issues with your work to good content or actual people who actually enjoy your work, that'll be that's going to be key. Because when it comes to the future, you're going to have people look back at your stuff. That's going to be the standard. So I, I, would, I would suggest to kind of start documenting your experiences. Hear that everyone out there in uh, wig hacker world document take pictures before and after i always say that but also oh my god through, um like i know that, that before and after man i'm glad you said that that's yeah. the pain point for us they forget I, I i i understand stylist you're you're just you're literally scrambling because your appointment went a little longer and the client came in a little early and you're not even thinking about grabbing your phone so i get it but you're always ready to take that after. It is a new world. Just like they have to like log in and take like, you know, that you, I have to be even better from my wig hacking wigs that I do for before and afters. You know, even though I'm buying, like I get mad at the wig world because they're putting shit wigs out on the market and they're selling them as wigs for like, you know, compared <laughs> to a wig personally made one hair at a time beginning to end. It's really, um, upsetting and frustrating but yeah. like still having it and knowing it is is the key so i just want yeah. to thank van for being on today everyone so where can they find you can can we go through all your deets please so my details so you can find me at client clutch uh the word client and then a clutch like you're holding your purse a little clutch or you're hitting the game winner um, on Gmail, um, you can find me at Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-N, Client Clutch, or From Client Clutch on Facebook. Um, and actually, I challenge people to do this. On my Instagram, go on there, Client Clutch, send me a DM, and I'll actually send you some of my actual uh, PDFs and different guides to be successful on Instagram and kind of build a good audience and then starting from there. It'll be it's something I usually charge people 10 bucks for, I'll give it away for free. Um, just as you know, following Dan and being having me on the podcast, uh -huh. I appreciate the opportunity. This was awesome. Yeah. Um, with that, you guys can kind of you know ask me any question. I'll answer anything that you have. If you have like specific challenges that you're facing, or if you're just looking for some ideas to kind of generate some buzz, money, or uh, if you want to work with me as well to kind of come up with some different things, I would love the opportunity just to hear from you. You know. Um, that kind of has been my whole vibe this 2020 is like, how do I give back? It's as simple as that. Like, 
if you take that approach, this place could be a better, the world could be a better place and less stressful, so. 100%, oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on. This was so much fun. We went all over the world. We did oh, hit every yeah. point and question that I wanted to ask. So I'm happy for that one. So guys, thank you so much. Make sure you check him out. Awesome. And until the next time, it has been, uh, been a good time. Toots scoots. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.